Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. We love our dogs. They love to race. Check out grnz.co.nz for everything New Zealand greyhounds. This is Dog Speed with Mark Rosanowski and Dan Roberts on SCNZ. Good afternoon. You are welcome to this edition of Dog Speed. Minus Dan Roberts, DJ Dan from Thursday night. Well, I don't know. Maybe he just used his voice too much. Big week down there. See, I am a former Cantabrian, uh, but these days I just dip in for the one night, and at my age that's probably enough. But for young Dan, 24 years of age and all, um, he's got the whole week. Got the whole week. Just might have got the better of him. Not 100% sure on that. But um, anyway. Look, he was prepared. He was prepared to climb off his deathbed this morning and join me if so need be. But we should be fine. Got a series of really good guests. What a crazy week it's been. A crazy week. Now, I'm a tricode man. I love the lot. Been some massive highs, some lows. <laughs> no doubt some lows. But uh, it's been, yeah, cup week. And um, overall incredible. Thursday night, I thought it was outstanding uh, being on there on they're on track as part of the trackside coverage. Uh, very cold. We got the easterly. Um, got to say, Greyhound Code has not fared well weather-wise the last few years. We seem to get the uh, the crap day of Cup Week at the moment, which is um, a little disappointing. But nonetheless, um, we got through, and the racing exceptional. The three group ones we will concentrate on tonight. We're also going to look to the undercard shortly. So, from a guest perspective. End of the show, we're going to chat with uh, Alan Davidson, uh, part owner of Opawa Superstar, who produced an incredible performance to win the New Zealand Cup, the outright feature on the night, and take his stake earnings to nearly a quarter of a million dollars. Relatively young in his career too. Uh, Al's flying back this morning from Christchurch to Wellington, so we'll take him to the end of the show. Prior to that, um, half past 12. Now, listening to the Harness team there, uh, Mick and, and Greg, and of course they were congratulating Matt Cross on his uh, commentaries throughout the week. Outstanding. Canterbury, New Zealand, truly blessed to have young commentators across Cup Week. The calibre of Matt Cross, who does the two horse codes, of course, and now Andy McCook, who had his first Cup night calling and did an exceptional job. Wrapped to see Trevor Wilkes, who's been the voice of the Cup since 1979, uh, on track and able to actually enjoy the night, to relax, to to socialise, and um, we did an interview with him on trackside, and he was clearly uh, enjoying himself in a very uh, unfamiliar role for him on that particular night. His first opportunity in more than four decades just to kick back and relax and enjoy uh, a cup night. So uh, well done to you, Trevor. It's tremendous to see you there. At 12.15, look, we, we, we just have to talk to Robin Wales from Apawa Racing because not only did Apawa Superstar win the cup, but Opawa Rider won the Galaxy. Fifth cup for Opawa Racing. Tenth, of course, for Gene and Dave Fahey. 
and the first galaxy because short course sprinters are not what uh, a power racing is effectively about but that's what has been done uh, this year by a power rider and of course thrilling rogue defeated the champion no keeper in the new zealand stayers cup and we'll concentrate on that with uh, with andy mccook plus of course his other calling on the night now on the undercard we had our three winners for the fahey team uh, so the two group ones plus a powered dragon uh, there were two winners for the evans team there were two winners for the jack hart team and uh, jack is kindly joining us this morning to chat about well the young brigade and the slightly older brigade jack very good morning to you want to go straight to race good afternoon in fact and we want to go straight to race number five it was a class two race but it assembled some of the finest young talent in and around canterbury and your kennel was able to quinella the race over 520 meters with big daddy and postman pat now my first question to you is was it a surprise to see big daddy prevail over the 520 meters yeah good morning rosa how are you um, yeah, it was a surprise actually because a couple of weeks before that race we um, go both both of them are post to post. Um, Postman Paddy went eleven eighty one, eleven ninety one, which is absolutely massive. And Big Daddy he went eleven eighty eight, twelve fifteen. Um, so yeah, we were really surprised actually. But I guess I've looked at the race a few times and I thought you know into the first bend. Um, Big Daddy sort of go postman pat the shoulder and said, get out, get out of my way, I want to be the king of the kennels tonight. And then Turner for home, postman pat sort of clipped off his heels. So I thought he was probably a bit unlucky, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. I absolutely agree. Um, postman pat unlucky. Uh, Big Daddy, though, he certainly earned it, didn't he? And, um, of course, they had uh, clashed down at uh, Ascot Park and postman pat had one down there over the 457. Big Daddy third and Frank, who was a race rival again on Thursday night, uh, had been between them on that occasion. Um, look, Jack, probably a, a pretty handy time for Big Daddy, given you know the conditions. It was it was pretty cold out there, and that wind was stiff. Yeah, sort of given the conditions and all that sort of stuff. I mean, it was their first time over the five twenty. Um, we knew they would both run it out. Um, I think there's a lot of improvement in them both. Um, I sort of look to Postman Pat. I believe he's probably a couple of three lengths better than Big Daddy. But no, we were really, really wrapped with them. I mean, they've both obviously got a big future. Um, we've got a bit of a plan ahead for them. So, you know, we're looking forward to um, basically they'll probably both go to Waikato for the Waikato Restricted and then they'll come back and go on the New Zealand St Ledger. And I've sort of got to talk to Dylan about this. Maybe the Auckland Cup, depending where they're at, and then the Spear on Rose, and of course the New Zealand Derby. We want, we would like to win it again. Yep, <laughs> of course, yes, defending champs, the kennel, uh, yeah. the Derby. Uh, yeah. Um, look, you, you mentioned Dylan there, Dylan Voice, obviously a big part of the kennel. And I know there's others, of course, and and your owner uh, Jose Arthur. So. You know, do, you, do you sort of have some, some round table meetings about what you're going to do? Because you know that these dogs can win a sprint race any given week. Yeah, well, basically, Dylan and me, we sort of, um, you know, sit around the table and talk about them, where we're going, plan ahead and all that sort of stuff. Dylan's pretty pretty sharp on uh, doing all that sort of stuff. <clears throat> like, he, he's really, really good at it. Um, but, yeah, we definitely sit around the table and discuss where we're heading and what we're going to do. 
Indeed. Um, and, and owner Jose Arthur, uh, Donald Arthur, do they get involved or do they just pretty much uh, leave it up to you guys as trainers? Probably to be honest, um, they leave it up to Dylan and me. Um, if there's anything major going down, obviously they get involved in it, but you know, pretty much um, leave it up to us to sort of run it. And uh, we have a few meetings, like every two or three months, we sit down around the table and see where we're heading and what we're doing and how we're going. But no, they're really good. They've both got great names, these dogs, too, uh, Jack, and, and I guess it, it's uh, sort of part of the appeal as well. I mean, it helps that they're outstanding individuals themselves. Postman Pat is five from seven. Big Daddy is, um, what, six from, from seven now. And obviously they've, they've run some stunning times as well. But just their names as well, it, it's, it's an opportunity, really, for a, for a little bit of a cult following. Oh, definitely, definitely. You know, <laughs> it, it's quite interesting, actually, because... Um, when uh, Justy Evans calls the races and stuff like that, I remember three or four weeks ago, I was calling Big Daddy and he said, uh, watch out in Bacogle, there's a Big Daddy in town today and stuff like that. And uh, they like <laughs> yeah. the postman delivers and it's really, really good. <laughs> yes. But um, what actually happened there was the uh, university syndicate that have got Donald's Choice. They had Postman Pat down and Big Daddy as a choice too. So... Donald Arthur recognised it and he grabbed the names off them. So that's how it all came about. Wow. So now it's good. Okay. <laughs> oh, look, it certainly <laughs> is. And we look forward to mapping their progress through a pretty exciting programme, as you say, with um, with uh, Waikato up around the, the New Year, Christmas New Year, and, and then again, of course, um, Derby-wise into 2023 and uh, the other possibilities as well, as you mentioned, St. Ledger and maybe, maybe Auckland Cup. Um, let's talk about Charlotte Lou. Now, she's going to turn three next month, and she won on the undercard, uh, Jack. She ran 30.07, so she was only a fraction slower than Superstar winning the cup. And I guess that must almost be a little bit bittersweet because you know that she could have made that cup final um, and, and could have been competitive there. How did you sort of feel about her win on Thursday? Oh, we were absolutely wrapped with her win. Um, we knew once she, once she led and put a gap on them down the back straight, you know, it was only a matter of her holding on. But in the semi-final of the cup heat, she just, for some unknown reason, just blew the start. Um, normally she doesn't, but she did, and uh, that's just the way it goes. That's racing, unfortunately. But, nah, she's she's a great wee uh, bitch, um, and she's probably, <clears throat> we're not too sure yet, but at the end of the day, we've got a Fernando Bale straw there. Um, if she comes into season, I'd say she'll finish racing and probably go to, definitely go to Fernando Bale. That would be one hell of an exciting matchup. She she's won a Group One New Zealand Oak. She was fourth in the Galaxy last year, for goodness sake. Um, also won uh, Group Two races like the Lois Henley and the and the Far South Challenge. And yeah, with sort of forty five races in the bin now, uh, Jack, it wouldn't be a bad thing if she came into season. She's got nothing left to prove as a as a as a racing greyhound and and could be a very exciting brood bitch. Yeah, yeah, we sort of you know we sort of looked at it, and she's you know. A lot of their breed don't get the 500, but I mean, obviously she does. I mean, she only just gets it. But at the end of the day, we seem to think that she'll produce some middle distance dogs. And we go to the best side possible. So that's where we're sort of heading. But um, yeah, it'll be something to look forward to, Rosso. Yep. And we all need that in greyhound racing because it can be a fickle exactly. game. Exactly. No, we <laughs> we need those things to look yeah. forward to. Um, Jack, before we let you go, um, you, um, you're obviously um, in tight with the, the Suck It Up Limited team because you train 
uh, Greyhounds for uh, Suck It Up Limited. Uh, and they've been the sponsor of the New Zealand Greyhound Cup, uh, $100,000 in, in a race that really captures attention. Got a great crowd, um, enormous betting across Thursday. Um, boys get paid help, of course, but um, through the million-dollar mark and turnover. So just uh, tell us briefly about um, Suck It Up and, and, and sort of your involvement with them. <clears throat> yeah, so basically um, Suck It Up Limited, that's uh, Malcolm Nartai. Um, he was a New Zealand Speedway champ, by the way. He's uh, right into Speedway at Woodford Glen. He actually goes all around New Zealand. He's got about six cars, stock cars, and he's got a super saloon, big flash-looking thing. Um, he puts a lot of money into it. So what basically happened there was uh, he did a bit of sponsorship for the Greyhounds at uh, Addington. I was the vice uh, president at that stage. And we lost a sponsor from um, the uh, casino, so I said to the team, I said, oh, I reckon I can get a sponsor. Two-minute phone call, and uh, sure enough, Mal popped up and he said, yeah, yeah, not a problem, mate. He said, uh, I'll do it. Well, so, no, he's, he's really good. He, he loves greyhound racing. Um, he pops down to the kennels every now and again and gets the dogs out and gives them a bit of a rub-up and uh, really, really enjoys it. So he's got about four dogs here at the moment, so which is good, but um, he'll get more too, you know. Really, really loves yep. it. Excellent. Uh, terrific. Thanks for that insight there, uh, Jack. Um, really appreciate your time on the show uh, this afternoon and uh, all the best in the in the weeks and months ahead, particularly with those exciting young greyhounds. Yeah, no, thanks very much for that, Rosa. Appreciate you giving us the opportunity and uh, all the best, mate. Jack Hart and the team doing a, uh, a fantastic job. Two wins on the undercard on New Zealand Cup night, uh, providing the Quinella in that Class 2 race, Big Daddy over Postman Pat. And big assignments ahead for them, of course, through their restricted age season. And uh, Charlotte Lou uh, also winning an outstanding fashion, what was essentially the New Zealand Cup consolation. You are listening to Dog Speed, in association with Greyhound Racing New Zealand. Very shortly, we are going to talk about the Galaxy winner. And we'll probably touch on uh, the New Zealand Cup as well, because we're going to be chatting to... Robin Wales from Opawa Racing Limited, the big winners on the night. 22 Galaxy, they're set, we're ready. Racing. Opawa rider fair legging to the lead. Opawa Barnes made the cut. Corborn Carty forward and around them very quickly. Opawa rider. Simon the Pyman coming with them and behind them made the cut. Opawa Barnes has gone down. Back at the tail we've got now made the cut and big time Prada, but it's Opawa rider too good in the Galaxy. It was Opawa Rider in the Springston Hotel Galaxy. It was an action-packed 17.2 seconds. Andy McCook described it beautifully because there was a lot of drama going on and it's not easy uh, in a 295-metre sprint to kind of capture all that was happening there. Ultimately, Opawa Rider, the very warm favourite, came out and won for Opawa Racing Limited in Robin Wales and it was part of a Group 1 double and there were three winners on the night for the Apawa team with Apawa Dragon winning on the undercard. Superstar of course in the New Zealand Cup and we'll concentrate more on that a little later in the show as well but we welcome in uh, Robin Wales on the back of another uh, spectacular night. Uh, Robin, congratulations there on Thursday. Let's start with the uh, Springston Hotel Galaxy because look you've now won five New Zealand Cups but it's a, it's a first Galaxy. Most of the uh, greyhounds you breed are, are generally are reasonably strong. Sure, you win plenty of sprint races, but uh, lots of middle distances. So, how do you feel about your first Galaxy? Oh, I suppose it's, it's very good, very good. Um, no, no, it was a top top performance, and it's it's a pleasure to win win it. Um, 
uh, especially of that dog. It was I thought it would be a strong 520 dog, but it just it won a 520 race, but it just wasn't strong enough. That's all to up the grades. So it's done very well. Robin, what was it like watching that race? Because sort of three strides into it, things looked a bit grim. Well, I was hoping it either out-jumped Opawa Barnes or Opawa Barnes out-jumped that. And with us missing the start slightly, I probably felt very relieved um, that, you know, the dog's pretty clever and I assumed it would get a run and I I thought, well, it would win. The biggest worry I had the whole time was that it was going to get clobbered by Opawa Barnes. Yeah, indeed. Um, look, he, um, he whipped off the rail and around the outside uh, at high speed. It was just a beautiful run from him. He's by American Warrior, who won the 2016 New Zealand Cup out of Opawa Shackley, who was just brilliant for, for you. Uh, she won about $170,000, $180,000 uh, in stakes, and as you say, Kind of expected to be a decent, strong um, five twenty meter dog, and his brother Opawa Warrior was in the uh, in the New Zealand Cup on the on the night. Um, but just the fact that you went to American Warrior in the first place, what sort of attracted you to to put Shackley to him? Well, um, COVID, COVID really attracted us. It's um, okay. very hard to get um, dogs. Uh, with with vets not operating because of COVID, and um, so therefore it was more the going the natural way. So that's why we ended up going the natural way with um, Eric American Warrior. Fuck so it worked out beautifully. <laughs> well, of course that'll help too, Robin. But but uh, it has worked out. Uh, it has worked out beautifully. Have you used him again with uh, with any other of your brood bitches? No, I used it twice. With um, and very happy with the results on both of them. That was um, uh, the other one was I can't even remember the name now. I start forgetting the name. Getting too old. Uh, but we've used it twice, and no, they've been great results. I've, recommend that other people should use him you know he's he's leaving good horses good dogs yeah absolutely and um katie wiley who stands him what a what a what a thrill it was for her uh, to bring him back at the head of a, a group one uh, field um and uh, look he's only just turned two and although he missed the kick a little bit the other night um his previous um uh, wins he'd been accelerating really well early and Robin he's gone fairly close to Bolte's track record do you think he could nip it on the right day well if Bolte was a great dog um, we'll, we'll just hopefully we'll wait and see and we, we always seem just to be a side a straight a stride slow and that's that that's the difference really you know but we'll see what happens we might do it might not well, he's a dog there that can contest uh, any short course sprint in New Zealand over the next couple of seasons, all going well if uh, if things uh, allow. And Robin, we um we have to talk about the New Zealand Cup, of course. We're going to have Alan Davidson on later in the show, who who part owns 
a power superstar with you. But um, look, your fifth New Zealand Cup, just the second one with the power name because your first three winners were, were winsome winners. Would it be fair to ask you if this is the most satisfying of your New Zealand Cup wins? Well, I don't know. The, the, the two I've bred, that, this one and um, the previous one, or the previous with um, uh, Opawa Swede, you know, to win, to win, to breed the winners, it's it's quite fantastic. You know, that's um, a real feather. You know, you know, feel quite proud. But uh, I don't know. I suppose it would be the best one now because it's the latest. It's the, the latest. You know, <laughs> you start when you start losing the, your memory a wee bit. It, it always helps the latest. You know. Indeed, Robin. Um, but just on superstar himself. Um, you felt that you'd bred a superstar quite early on, um, so he was the the right dog to to get that name. and And here he is, forty starts into his career, and he ran third in the cup last year as pretty much a baby. He wins it this year. He's just on two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in stakes already. So, was it sort of the culmination of uh, an interesting twelve months for you with this dog? Because of course. You know, Dave and Gene Fahey had had uh, you know a few issues with him between those two cup performances. Yeah, no, he's he's from day one. I from from when I shortly before I started to run, before he got named, I I really rated the dog as the best I bred, and I still maintain he's the best I bred. Um. Dave's done a, a great job on the dog, and along with the vet, Kano, uh, um, oh, Katie, no, not Katie, I can't even remember her name offhand, but the vet that does the treating of the dog, she, she's done a wonderful job along with Dave to get the dog back 100% because he wasn't 100% earlier on. Um, a few months ago, but he is now. He's, he's definitely a hundred percent. So he certainly is. That it was yeah. a it was a fabulous performance. That it really was. Um, just in terms of him, obviously winning the New Zealand League of the Nationals, but not being able to um, compete in Sydney uh, in that final. Robin, as an owner, would you like to see this dog race in Australia at some stage in the next um, you know, twelve months? Ah, uh, that's a tricky question. <laughs> Some ways, yes, but then I always, at the end of the day, as I always leave, Dave trains the dog, so Dave, what Dave says and does is, it's over to him, you know. It's a dream. Oh, fair enough. Really dog that uh, you could win in Australia with, but um, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you've got to let the trainer make the judgments, as far as I'm concerned. Robin, before we let you go, we'll talk about the other winner on the night, and that was Opawa Dragon, and many of us thought she might make her way through to the New Zealand Cup final, but along with Charlotte Lou in that semi-final, things went a bit wrong from the middle draws for those dogs that we expected to get through. They both won on the undercard, and they both won, ran times not too far outside the New Zealand Cup time. Um, just how far do you think she can go, Opawa Dragon? Uh, well, hopefully she can... She can go a long way, but we we'll wait and see. She she is she's a she's a lovely 
bitch. She's a very determined bitch, and I'm going to enjoy uh, getting a letter from her when she when we pull the plug on her. I, I really uh, look what? forward to her. Always thinking ahead, Robin, which is a uh, which is a great thing, and hopefully in twelve months' time she can contest the next edition of the uh, New Zealand Greyhound Cup. Robin, um, thanks for coming on, giving us a bit of an insight to your your Group One winners. Congratulations again. Um, these things just don't happen easily. Uh, it's a lot of effort from a lot of people, and, and and yourself included, right from the start, of course. So congratulations. Thank you very much. Robin Wales there, Power Racing Limited, and Alan Davidson owning a Power Superstar, winning the Suck It Up Limited New Zealand Greyhound Cup, and a Power Racing with their first Galaxy winner being Opawa Rider and a Power Dragon on the undercard, one of the most exciting young Greyhounds we've got going around as well. You are listening to Dog Speed with Greyhound Racing New Zealand. Check out all the fields and form there, grnz.co.nz, and race replays as well. Go back. Have a look at those three Group 1s again if you haven't so far. Some astonishing performances, which obviously we're discussing today. And the man who described all of the action and so beautifully was Andy McCook, and he will be our next guest right after this. Stayers Cup, they're set, we're ready. Racing. Centurion away clean again. Thrilling Rogue away fast. He's going to hit him today. It's Thrilling Rogue to the lead from Centurion. Two lengths away. No keeper starts to give chase. We go back in the pack there to Claus and Leo. No account. Raja Bale back second to last. Rohan Bale and Waleen Bale can see them all. Into the final lap they are. Oh, Kevy's off heels. In front leading the way. Thrilling Rogue two and a half lengths to Centurion. No keeper starts to get going again. There's four lengths away to Claus and Leo. No account. Raja Bale, Rohan Bale and Waleen Bale. It's Thrilling Rogue in front. What have you got, Keeper? He gets to the outside of Centurion. He starts to put in. It's Thrilling Rogue in front. No Keeper starting to get after him, but he won't get him. Thrilling Rogue. Too good. Beats home No Keeper. That was Andy McCook's commentary of the 2022 Rosen Thistle New Zealand Stairs Cup over the 732 metres. Thrilling Rogue for owner Gary Harding, trainer Karen Walsh, defeating the New Zealand Greyhound of the Year, uh, no keeper. An outstanding display, and Andy McCook, who called his very first Cup Night action, joins us now on the show, Dog Speed. Uh, Andy, firstly, congratulations your efforts on Thursday night. Have you listened back to the calls a few times? Yeah, cheers, Rosso. Pleasure to be on the show. Uh, you certainly have, especially the Cup call. I uh, wanted to wanted to try and make sure I got that one fairly right, and uh, luckily it all sort of fell into place, and uh, Power Superstar was uh, was just simply too good on the occasion, which was uh, was good to see. So, just pleased the night went well. No major hiccups, which is always a bonus. And uh, the first one's under the belt. <laughs> no, look nicely done, and we're going to play a Power Superstars New Zealand Cup as well uh, later in the show before we chat to co-owner uh, Alan Davidson. Um, Andy, you've always struck me as a pretty calm, unflustered sort of individual. Uh, we've put you under pressure a few times there at trackside with various things. You've uh, always come through it. Are you like a duck? It's calm on the, the surface and underneath it's a bit different, or is that just your general demeanour, my friend? Oh, a, a little bit a little bit duck-like. Uh, it's a little bit different on the surface to underneath, but not too bad, not too bad. Um, I, I was a little bit worried Thursday night that the nerves might have started to kick in sort of a couple of minutes out, but... Uh, 
sort of luckily I, I sort of had a, a few people tell me, hey, it's it's just another eight dog race. Just treat it like another eight dog race. It's, you know, it's a, a, don't try not to get nervous. And uh, and and luckily the the nerves sort of stayed fairly well in check, and, and they never really came, which was good. So uh, we were able to get through it relatively relatively uh, stressless. What was it like, sort of, uh, in the week building up, uh, Andy? Because kind of a different week for you, because normally you're calling four Christchurch meetings a week, and of course all that changes in Cup Week. Plus, I know you're engaged in and in, in working on uh, Trotting Cup Day uh, as well at the track. So, how did you sort of pace yourself? How did you get through? And um, did 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 you feel that that sort of that that different week didn't upset you too much? Didn't upset the rhythm? It was it was actually pretty good to be fair. It was a, a little bit of a break from from the commentating side of things, which is good when you you know came in sort of a little bit fresh. I, I hadn't called a meeting since the the Rangiora harness the the Friday beforehand, but the week leading up to it was was relatively busy. Still, obviously, as you said, I emceed a tent on uh, on Trotting Cup Day and and had a, a couple of shows and uh, obviously our Greyhound show that we did for Trackside and a, and a couple of shifts as well. So. It meant that I was still busy and didn't really give me a whole lot of time to think about uh, about what was coming up and, and what Thursday held for me. So it, it meant I could sort of just carry on with my week and obviously still get out and, uh, and help with the dogs from time to time and all of that sort of stuff just to try and keep my mind off it, which I think was probably a fairly decent aid as well. Andy, I don't want to delve too much into your subconscious because I'm very afraid of what we might find there, but I do understand... <laughs> Uh, that you may have had the odd anxiety dream leading up, and, and as a, a fellow commentator, um, not one that's called a, a race as big as, as the Cup, but um, I, I know how that feels. So um, what was that like for you? And is that is that sort of um, you know traditional for you, so to speak? It's quite a strange feeling, Rosso, to be fair. It, it was it was the night before, and uh, yeah, we went to bed at a, at a relatively decent sleep, but uh, Certainly had a, a couple of uh, I was going to call them dreams, but I guess they're more like nightmares. Where I sort of rocked up <laughs> to Eddington and, and 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 had had no binoculars, and I leave a spear set at Eddington just in case anything goes wrong, and I do to get the good ones. And uh, I got there, and I thought, well, that's all right. I got the backup set, and uh, unfortunately they were they were broken. They'd somehow been broken, so <laughs> sitting there about to call a New Zealand Cup with no binoculars, which is never ideal. Then, of course, the second dream happened, Rosso, where I was calling a New Zealand Cup, but it wasn't even Addington Race when I got lost, couldn't find the commentary box, so I missed it. But, um, <laughs> of course, luckily, that didn't actually happen on the day we got there. We had the binoculars, and uh, I did check about 17 times before we hopped in the van to get in that I had the binoculars. And uh, I think uh, Janine and young Jack Johnson, they worked for me, were getting sick of me saying, shit, I've got those binoculars, haven't I? Because uh, it, it did happen a few times, but luckily we had them on and, uh, and everything went smoothly. Yeah, no, no. Thanks for that background, uh, Andy. It's 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 quite fascinating. Um, look, we we just played the New Zealand Stayers Cup, and I'd quite like your comments on that particular race, and also what it's like when you're calling a champion like No Keeper, and that's what he is. Um, and obviously, you're kind of willing him to win, but then he gets beaten, and he gets beaten by by a, a terrific dog uh, who was just beautifully set for the race. What was that like, and how do you stop yourself from sort of preempting what you think, you know, what the market's kind of telling us should happen? It's it's one of those things I, I sort of try and go into to every call with uh, with no real thoughts on. Well, obviously, I have thoughts on the outcome, but I, I try not to preempt things because it's greyhound racing, and as we know, things happen. And as it turned out, that's what happened in the Stayers Cup. He he just got it wrong. Uh, keeper as he was uh, trying to navigate a clean path around the outside of Centurion he went inside, he had to check off heels and, and unfortunately he, he lost a couple of lengths of momentum and 
and and that was probably the difference between first and second, not wanting to take anything away from Rogue because very good greyhound in his own right. And if we didn't have a greyhound of the calibre of no keeper, then he's the greyhound we'd probably be talking about for the last six months. So he's very good and he did what he had to do. It was a good performance from not only him, but his trainer, Karen Walsh, because I don't think many gave him much of a hope once the draws came out of being able to clear them cleanly and get across to the rail where he wants to be, but he was able to do it with relative ease. Obviously on the corner, Rosso, as you say, willing keeper to get the job done. He's the star act of New Zealand racing at the moment in terms of greyhounds. He's uh, just he, he's been able to conquer everything in front of him so far. And I mean, his stake earnings would have been up and over 300,000 or very close to it had he have got the job done, which is just a phenomenal feat for a New Zealand bred greyhound. So obviously we wanted him to win. But as we know, Rosso, it's greyhound racing. No such thing as certainties and even the machines, like no keeper get it wrong from time to time, which I think makes us all feel a little bit good about life when we get things wrong, knowing that a dog as good as keeper can too. Yeah, well, exactly. And yeah, like you say, he's um, 281,000 in the bin now and, and more to come, but on this occasion, Thrilling Road, Gary Harding, the owner, he trained the winner of the New Zealand Stayers Cup at Addington back in 2009 on his own account, Vavatos, and then, of course, Karen Walsh uh, won it with Gary Harding's uh, ownership in the outstanding Hall of Fame Stayer Thrilling Brat in 2013. Andy, before we let you go, I'd just like your summation on the Suck It Up Limited New Zealand Greyhound Cup, won by a power superstar, but potentially a race for the ages. I think I was very, very lucky to be calling that race, Rosso. That could very well be one of the best New Zealand Cups of all time in terms of the Greyhound code. Gee, to be honest, I, I, I thought once Federal Infrared just tore to the lead like she did, it was probably tea and toast for the rest of them, but she just got niggled a little bit by her kennelmate Mustang Charlie leaving the back, and I think it might be that case if it's the first time she's seen a bend at Addington Raceway with a greyhound to her outside. She's just been freewheeling in front up until that point out in front. and She got to that point, a couple of greyhounds outside of her and a couple of big greyhounds, one of them in particular, obviously Charlie, obviously uh, a Pessoa Power superstar, not very big in terms of stature, but uh, certainly big in terms of ability. So she was still very good. Obviously she's been beaten less than uh, less than two lengths by a greyhound who uh, could be one of the very best New Zealand breeds we've seen. He's Closing in on a quarter of a million dollars. He's only had 40 starts. You've got to take your hat off to Team Fahey, who were able to nail their 10th winning of the Cup. And with a Greyhound who has had a few issues, he's he's only had the 40 starts. And for a Greyhound who uh, started racing in August of last year, that's not very many. He's had a few issues. He would have earned a whole lot more had he have got through his career with nothing going on in his life. But Gene and David Fahey have done a super job in getting him where he wants to be. And Rosso, as we come to expect year on year, they peak them on the right day, and that tends to be early November. They just have that knack of getting them right when the money's up and when the big one's on their back doorstep, and they do it year in, year out. And we saw it on the undercard as well, obviously, with Opawa Ryder, who was very good in what was a fairly roughly run galaxy. But superstars just beyond words, to be fair. And lucky for me as a caller, Rosso, because a greyhound who's called Opawa Superstar, he just kind of lends himself. The name just lends itself for something to roll off the tongue. <laughs> Indeed, Andy, and it was a beautiful delivery from you. And congratulations, of course, to Gene and Dave Fahey and the team there because their 10th New Zealand Cup since 2006, quite remarkable. Well done to the Lisa Cole team as well. Second, third and fourth outstanding runs from them all and sharing some text messages with Brendan Cole 
Uh, also of a mind of, of what Andy mentioned there, just that Mustang Charlie sort of looming up outside of Federal Infrared, just putting us slightly off her game uh, over those concluding stages. But the three coal runners all performed exceptionally well. Andy, um, look, uh, the highs of the New Zealand Cup, and now, of course, you go back to your lower-grade racing and sort of your four times a week kicks in again. So that'll be a new experience for you as well, sort of coming off that high. Yeah, it certainly will be. It certainly will be. I, I think I'm relatively lucky in the aspect where I just absolutely love what I do. So obviously we love going in and calling the big ones and, and we love getting to, to call greyhounds of the, the calibre that went around in, in Thursday night's finals and the undercard because the entire field was just, you know, absolutely uh, outstanding. But, uh, I, you know, to be fair, I, I get a kick out of, you know, calling the little guys winning on a, a low grade as well and getting the maidens and the C1s and just seeing where the future lies for greyhound racing, which at the moment, uh, particularly in Canterbury, is very strong with uh, what we have coming through the ranks. Indeed, Andy. Hey, congratulations once again on, on Thursday night. You really brought the night to life, and it was, a, it was a great deal of fun to be part of it. My pleasure, Rosa. Absolute pleasure to be uh, not only there, but a part of your show today as well. Cheers, Andy. Andy McCook there, the uh, commentator for the Christchurch Greyhound Racing Club. Congratulations to the club. Sarah Clausen's first as uh, CEO off the back of uh, Tony Music, and I know that Tony still chips in uh, and helps, but it's, a, it's an enormous uh, thing to pull together on uh, New Zealand Cup night with the various things going on. Really good crowd on track. Uh, excellent turnover, and obviously the boys get paid was a very big part of that, pushing the turnover through a million, and of course they landed Gold Star Carlito, $40,000 at $3.20. Congratulations to the team and to all who made Thursday very memorable. One man who will never forget that night, Alan Davidson, part owner of Opawa Superstar. We'll talk to Al to wrap up the show right after this. Set. Racing. Federal Infrared picked it beautifully. She's straight to the lead on Mustang Charlie, hometown hero. Trying to get around those as Opawa Superstar gets there in front of Mrs. Chin. Off the track, Majestic Legend back. Opawa Warrior and tailed off as Quintessa Bale. It's all on down the back as Mustang Charlie pulls it on to Federal Infrared. Opawa Superstar looking for a gap then. Hometown hero on the corner. Opawa Superstar. He's a superstar by name. He's a superstar by nature. The Fahey's get their 10th cup. They beat home Federal Infrared. Great call there from Andy McCook. Look, we could play that race a million times and our final guest on the show would never get sick of it. His name is Alan Davidson. He is the part owner of Opawa Superstar. He named the dog Opawa Superstar. Alan, thanks for joining us. Congratulations if you come down from Thursday's high. Yeah, look, still working my way down, Rosso, um, but uh, what um, an amazing thrill and um, a fantastic night of uh, greyhound racing. Alan, are you uh, a nervous watcher when you're uh, looking at your dog's race? Uh, nine times out of ten, Rosso, yes, um, but recently I've, I've just sort of taken on a new role and... Um, um, it's probably been a small blessing in disguise. It sort of kept me a little bit sort of occupied. So um, it sort of sort of really only sort of dawned on me, um, you know, in the hours leading up to the race that um, hey, look, it's 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 time. And um, yeah, it was um, obviously a fantastic race and um, a fantastic result for um, all of the team involved. 
So, Alan, talk us through it there. We've just listened back to the call, and he wasn't out as quickly as you would hope, and he was giving our fellow favourite federal infrared a few lengths. So what, what was sort of your, your initial feeling in the, in the first half of that race? Yeah, look, it certainly wasn't how I expected the race to sort of play out. Um, and I thought at the time that uh, we were probably running for the minor prize money. And um, then the race sort of changed complexion quite quickly when he um, cut down onto the rail and got right in behind uh, both Mustang Charlie and Federal Infrared. And going down the back there, I thought, hey, look, we're still in touch um, and we might be a little bit of a hope. And once he sort of swung the corner and that gap appeared, that um, you know that acceleration that he had to finish off was um, yeah, just unbelievable, to be fair. And it was pure superstar. It's what we've sort of um, thought might happen if we go back 12 months, Alan, when he ran third as the favourite as a very, very young dog. But of course, the last 12 months hasn't been easy and um, really a, a tribute to, to the Fahis for, for getting him right uh, when it counted 2022 New Zealand Cup. Yeah, look, 100%. Um, I remember um, going into that New Zealand Cup and, yeah, I was... Yeah, I was, look, I was pretty nervous going in and um, I couldn't keep still and um, just, uh, you know, to have a dog in the race was obviously, a, you know, a huge thrill um, and a huge privilege and I thought he did a fantastic job on the night to run third and this race had always sort of been on the radar and um, there's a few people to obviously thank um, in order for uh, Opawa Superstar to get there and to get there um, at 100%. So, yeah, uh, look, a real special shout-out to Gene and Dave and the team um, for all of their hard work behind the scenes. Um, the team at K9 HQ um, for their efforts, but also um, Robin and his team um, at Opawa Racing. It's certainly been, you know, a real team effort to get him back and, um, it was great seeing him do what he did um, on Thursday night. Alan, you've raced in a power L and a power rock star. Now, of course, a power superstar. Have you got a mega star coming sometime soon? <laughs> well, look, we'll just sort of see how things play out. I, I did sort of have a have a joke with Robin the other day that he's probably due to take some more money off me. So um, um, we'll uh, see if we can find uh, another one or two that um, can join that sort of star collection that we've got. And um, yeah, let's sort of see how we go. Look, in the meantime, Alan, continue to enjoy the ride of this dog. He's still a relatively young dog. He's only had 40 starts. He's got nearly two, a quarter of a million in the bank. He's a three-time Group 1 winner now and and uh, still potentially uh, the world, or New Zealand anyway, and who knows, maybe even Australia at his paws. So, uh, Alan, thanks uh, for sharing uh, your part of New Zealand Cup, and congratulations once again. No, thank you very much, Rosso. It's Alan Davidson, part owner of Opawa Superstar, who won the Suck It Up Limited New Zealand Greyhound Cup on Thursday night at Addington Raceway. Hasn't all been roses this week for the uh, Greyhound Code. We had a full abandonment on Friday at Palmerston North. We had a couple of races abandoned out of Cambridge. Um, we had issues with the track at Monaco last week, and that means that today uh, the Auckland Greyhound Racing Club are racing at Cambridge, and their first race is coming up at 107. So... All the best to those clubs as they uh, seek to um, sort things out in this upcoming week. And congratulations again to the uh, Christchurch Club for 
hosting uh, one of the great meetings there on Thursday night with uh, in a monumental turnover. Three outstanding Group 1 winners, some outstanding winners on the underguard. Hope you've enjoyed this edition of Dog Speed. A week is a very long time in greyhound racing, but all going well. I'll be back again next week to share some more on Dog Speed. All about greyhound racing with Greyhound Racing New Zealand. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.